Hello everyone, it is The Build Up Show. We are back from our mid-season break or whatever you want to call it. I say mid-season break, me and Chris are. The rest of that's been here doing all the work. Um, the Bill Norwich, away from home, Carroll Road, half five, kick-off on the Saturday. Uh, I'm joined by Mr Chris Page, the man himself. Fresh and revitalised? Absolutely not. Because <laughs> it turns out life is just hard in general, I guess. Yeah. Uh, John Machin and Ross Chandley uh, round out our contingent for the day. Um, Chris, you're back from the break. Destiny awaits the mighty red. I love that. It does, and it's not going to be long, is it? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I keep catching people at the laptops and looking at league tables, much more so than in any other year. And fixture list. I mean, one of the guys I've been doing a bit of work with over the last sort of couple of weeks. He's literally got all of his work and then ours and cities fixture lists just in a PNG file or a JPEG or something. And like, you should see them when the West Ham game got called off for City. He was like, "Oh, what does this mean?" So he's gonna have to re- you know, it's, it's a JPEG, so we can't change it. So he's going back in and he's having to change it and he's re-exporting his JPEGs and stuff. And he's like, "Well, where can we win the league team?" And like, everyone's become a mathematician all of a sudden. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're gonna win this league. It is about when, but of course, you know, there's a little matter of knowledge first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this is this is the thing is that they've had they've had the break. I know there'll be an international break at some point coming up uh, before too long because there always is. There's always something, isn't there? End of March. End of March. Thanks, Ross. Um, again, whatever. Be won by then. Yeah, well, that's the hope, isn't it? And that's but that's that's what this is all about now. Is it's been a night. Nice, it, it was a nice time for it. I think you know, nice time for the players to get a little bit of relaxation or whatever, a bit of R and R, bit of that, whatever, whatever you want to call it, rest and recuperation. It's there. It's tangible. It's in front of us. That's that's the goal now. You can see you, the the end point because the end point would be it would be too far if the end point was mid May, but the fact that you're a month six oh, weeks maybe. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it, that's because we've done so well. It's all going to be won so early, and it's just you know right in your face now, isn't it? And you know, I still have a suspicion that we'll probably win it and won't even know we've won it right. because teams will drop points in later on in the season they might not otherwise have done. You yeah. know. Uh, and we'll end up only needing like 88 points rather than 90, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we'll have to go and get 90 or 91 because we won't know. Yeah. Um, so it's not far off now. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling about it all, Ross? It's, uh, it is. It felt, it felt like I didn't really I didn't re- I think we realised quite how much it was needed until you did it. You know, we're going to talk about the players who are available and what have you. But just having that little bit of an air break between that 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 the, the post festive season really. And now the what's driving through forward into spring and the end of the season is a good thing. Yeah, I think it's massively important the mental break as well that the players get as well. You know, wearing this and you know we've been tired. Obviously, you're used to have your break and stuff, but that's needed because it's so intense for us. We must be even worse to them. But equally, Jurgen Klopp, he probably needed a break because I'd hate to think what goes through his mind yeah. on a daily basis. So the fact they've all gone and done their own thing, you know, they could have just sat back like if that was me, right, I'm putting my feet up for a week and they're off to Dubai, but the training, they're off in a little training session at James Miller stayed. The fact that everyone's coming back and they're all fit, I think we were talking this morning, it might be the first time I had a full squad since the beginning of the season. Healthy competitive for places on top of that and pushing towards the title. We talk- it's all good news, isn't it? We were talking upstairs and Tom literally went, well, Alison got injured first game of the season, mm. so we definitely not had a full squad since then. Yeah. And now, and like, Clyde, you know, by the way. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, We've got a full squad, yeah, right now. 
um, because we've not we've gotten used to life without Nathaniel Clark. Yes, yes, that's nice. why. Yeah, um, I mean, the bench. <laughs> such a shame, isn't it? The bench. Nathaniel Clark's such a good player. It's oh, mad that we can be like. He, he is, he's, he's like Wan Bissaka. He's a good right back. He's, a be- he's better than Aaron He was a good right back. No one has a clue what he's going to be no, like. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, out, we're being out, nice, John. It's been out so long, isn't it? Poor, poor thing. <laughs> so careful. Let's carry on. Yes. <laughs> I'd finished, mate. Okay. You, you carry on drinking your tea, and when you're ready, you can carry on hosting. But I, I think, sorry, <laughs> the, the, the mental thing for Liverpool as well, they don't look at those fixtures coming up. They want to have done something similar that when can we win it, but they want to play all those games that are coming and get it done, done as soon as possible. But on the other side, I'd look at Norwich's fixtures, at what they've got. And like, it's all right for them having a break as well, but they've next five fixtures are Liverpool at home, Wolves away, Leicester at home, Spurs away, Sheffield United away. Like they've spent like two weeks just shitting themselves Mate, thinking we need to fucking get these things. Look, when you're bottom of the table, every game's a tough game. Like genuinely, isn't it? Because they're all better than you. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, Liverpool, uh, what, what, you've got it down here, 55 points ahead of Norwich. If there was a, ever a time for Liverpool to get beaten, this is the one. It's funny, isn't it? I, I, I never felt there would be a 55-point gap between us and them when we played them in Anfield. But they looked a really, really tidy outfit, you know, really attacking, really went at us. They actually, you know, we didn't realise this for a while. I think Salzburg kind of upped the ante on this a bit, but they set a bit of a template for how, how, how best to give Liverpool a bloody nose, and that's just to go at us, you know, try, try and attack us, try and cause us problems. Um, and yeah, I, feel, I do feel really, really sorry for Norwich, but not in any way that has any kind of emotional impact. On my life, um, they were always, always a bit reliant on Pookie scoring goals, yeah. weren't they? And as soon as they dried up, which they did after about five or six games, then they really started to struggle. And he's, he's only just started scoring goals. Well, he's again, got two in his last three, so he's back into a little bit of a little bit of form, if nothing else. But you, but you're right; he's the kind of player who we do. You know, we play a high line, and we were very new in that style of play at the time. And you know, sticking the ball over the top and having someone pacey run it down, it's going to cause you a problem no matter how good how good your defenders are. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the game and the Mighty Reds in more depth and detail in a moment. But first, it's time for the Football Index update. Hello, everyone. It is the Football Index update. I have been set a challenge by the people at the Index. They give me £1,000 to put into my portfolio. The proceeds that I generate from this will go to a charity of our choice. Um, things have been going Really well, really well, surprisingly well so far. Not to, you know, do myself down or out of my football uh, opinion in any way, shape or form. But yeah, it's been fine. Last time out, uh, we decided to get rid of Sadio Mane to bring in Mohamed Salah. That hasn't worked. That hasn't worked particularly well. Um, he's trading slightly down at the moment. He was bought in for £4.12 a share, of which we have 12 Uh That's down seven pence at the moment, which is fine. I think once he gets up and running and back into goal scoring and form and stealing the headlines again, that should be that should sort itself out loudly. I now I went for Neymar. Now, against my better judgments, I'm going to be perfectly honest because I'm not, I'm not a huge Neymar fan or whatever. I think I'm just a little bit too old to get him. Um, but the point is, we put out a poll on the Red Men Twitter and we asked you for your advice on who the top players uh, we, we should have been bringing into to the portfolio. We went for Neymar. He was the clear favourite. He was the clear winner. Um, he was up for a short amount of time, but now, yeah, he's right back to exactly what we, we brought him in for. So, yeah, still trading at £8.49, uh, so nothing 
flat dead zero on that at the moment. But um, look, when the Champions League comes back, I'm sure that'll kick into high gear as well. The big success we've had, obviously Kai Havertz is starting to, to generate more headlines because of transfers and what have you, so that's been a, a positive. Kurt Jones is flying, absolutely flying. We've made 26.88, we're up on him on the portfolio thus far, and obviously Trent as well. Oxford Chamberlain has very slightly turned the corner, as has Joe Gomez, who I was very, very, very close to, to ridding myself of because I couldn't understand why he's in the form of his life, but it wasn't on the increase. He is on the increase, so I feel very, very lucky that I didn't pull the trigger on that. That wasn't really my good decision, so that was just pure, pure luck. Um, listen, I'm still going to need your advice. I'm still going to need your help. We've still got 99.59 available in the balance to put into new talent. Whether we we grow our, our you know our shares in the existing players, or do we bring in someone else, someone like maybe like Timo Werner, or is there another Liverpool player that you think we should absolutely go for? Let us know in the comments section underneath here. That'll be a massive help. Uh, other than that, yeah, the Football Index. I've got an instructional video over on their YouTube channel if you want to know the nuts and bolts and how to get involved uh, with Football Index. Make sure you head over there and check that out. We'll link to that in the description underneath. But yeah, that is the update for now. Please give me your advice. Uh, other than that, back to the show. Yeah, make sure you get involved uh, with Football Index. Go and check out their YouTube channel if you want more information on how to get involved and how the mechanics of the whole Football Index works. Um, Dad, one of the players I think who probably needed the rest more than most, and it, it, it's, it's funny because there's some obvious candidates you'd think for that, but Andy Robertson for me is the one. You know, he's the guy there who's just got... There's just... There's been no natural cover for a Milner going down. Didn't help this in any way, shape or form. I think we saw with obviously Lerucci, very, very raw. Very, you know, Still nowhere near ready to be a, a first-team competitor. We got our first glimpses of Adam Lewis as a senior player in, in the Cup. But he's the one, I think, you know, we've seen how important our fullbacks are to how we play. He'd be the one who I'd have been doing everything in my power to make sure his, his, his break was as perfect as it could be. It was it. Well, like he was in Scotland <laughs> doing it with his exactly. high foot up. Everyone yeah. else went to Dubai and yeah. the Maldives and Florida. He went to Scotland yeah. <laughs> to have a few Mars bars. Yeah, go to Mars bars. Brilliant. Yeah. St. Andrews. He's going to be even paler when he comes back than when he went. <laughs> I was going to come back with the tans. And he's just got like, yeah. He's, he's, least, but the thing is, if he went away him, somewhere warm, he'd still come back pasty. So at least he doesn't have that. No he's got an excuse this time, no hasn't no he? And, you know, I've not got the sun because I went somewhere that never, it never sunny. But there's a list of players, isn't there? Because in our squad, there who we don't have, we just don't have replacements for. And he's probably the one that gets talked about the least in some regard because everyone goes on about Virgil van Dijk. And obviously, we've lived in, a, in, a, in an Allisonless world for a bit. We've now lived in a, a Fabinho-less world. Firmino is probably the the only other one, but Andy Robertson, as you know, he had that ankle injury, didn't he, around the turn of the year, and, and people have stopped talking about it. But also, I just think his his, his levels have dropped. No, but I, to, be, I, to be expected. Yeah, it, it is, and I, I was really starting to worry a little bit about him because I didn't think his form was quite there, and that ankle injury probably had a little bit to do with it. But the last two games before the break, I felt like he stepped it up again. And we started to see the Andy Robertson that we've become accustomed to for, for so long now. Um, but I think you're right. I think if there's any player there, I think Trent's the other one, isn't he? Mm. Because he's young. Yeah. Um, whereas Robertson felt like he was just sort of, 
really starting to max out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, whereas I never really felt that way with Alexander Arnold, although he needs to break because he's young. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm looking forward to seeing Robbo back in, backfiring, back fresh, and, and you know, causing havoc down that left hand side. The thing about it, Ross, I spoke about this the other week and how. Klopp likes to refresh things. That's why they change the training kits and when they get into the new year, just so the players feel like it gives them a, a small psychological lift or whatever. But I bet Melwood was just amazing this week when they all came back into training. They've all got a bunch of stories to tell because that's the thing that we, we forget about sometimes is that, you know, they, they, they bunker down, don't they, when they're in the midst of it. They all live in each other's pockets and it's a very close-knit thing, I imagine. They're all driving through the pain. But there must come a point where... The, 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 we, we don't really get it it's not talked about a lot there's a physical break but the mental break's a massive part of that as well you know they all, they're all boss mates you can tell there's a great camaraderie in the group but them all going away and having the little stories and coming back as I said I bet the atmosphere was just something else yeah the camaraderie's always been excellent there I think you can see from you know the inside Anfield and what we see on, on social media is really good but the fact they've got like you said a story to tell them <laughs> what did you last night I played football with you we can't play football with you well when I went did this so I think it's all good. I, I love the way that they went away in groups, some of them as well, because yeah. I think that just kind of shows you could easily fuck off and go away with you, you know, your wife and kids or whatever. I think some did that, but you know, the fact that some of them went together just shows how, how close that they are. You see Ox and Van Dyke, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 messing around and, and stuff. And again, it, I'm only re you're only reading between the lines because, of course, we don't we don't know, we don't know particularly know them or whatever. But it makes me feel loads more encouraged about the whole thing because. Do you remember this, Dad, last year when we were born? In fact, it was the last two years, really, when the pressure was mounting. Us as fans were getting so stressed out about everything. And we said, well, the pressure must be getting to the players. And we go, I don't think the pressure's getting to the players because they're not actors. <laughs> you know what I mean? These aren't like Oscar winning actors. It would show when they talk and when they conduct themselves. This is a bunch of fellas who are, who are playing at a level that's never been seen before in the league. And yet every single indication you get, every snippet you see from them, they just look like a bunch of people who just are absolutely on top they of like each other's company. That comes across really clearly. I mean, I think in the last couple of years, the pressure was coming from the injuries. Yeah. We were down to the bare bones towards the end of both seasons. Yeah. And this season, we're coming back from a, a break with everyone fit. Yeah. And if you look at teams winning the league, it's like they're walking quicksand the last few games yeah. in a lot of seasons. They just really start to have to grind it out. We've never looked like that. Yeah. And I, I don't expect we'll see that at all. Well, we've seen a couple of Chelsea sides who set pace early, haven't yeah. we? Because, you know, I remember there was... Yeah, Mourinho did this, I think, and Conte did something similar as well. And you're right, this is the point where you haven't come through the grind of Christmas and, and January and what have you, that you do start to fall back. This is the maddest thing. Uh, Ross kind of brought it up earlier. We, look, look who's look who's there. Look who's fitter. Who's available? We could have a conversation about almost two 11s that Liverpool could pretty much put out. There's not much conversation to be had, to be fair, because we largely know the team. But they're all coming back. Stories to tell. All fit and firing. All snapping into tackles. All giving it their absolute. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of it, you know, when when you talk about pressure and whether they're feeling the pressure and stuff like that, I don't think if you've wear and I have to put myself. In, try and put myself into their into their heads a little bit here because I've, I've never actually done this to any level but when you've worked so hard for something your entire life and you know how hard you've worked with that group of players 
and to see you perform week in, week out, it's not an overconfidence. It's just, you know, you're working hard and you're doing the right things and you're performing at the level that you now expect. Yeah. And and so for them, I don't think they're feeling pressure. The, the, pre the only pressure is the internal pressure they're putting on themselves. Yeah. External pressure's not going to be anything to them now. They want to continue to win games and continue to dominate this league for, for until until the league's won. Yeah. And then they'll carry on going because that's a mindset that's got them there. And they won't drop that mindset because they know they need that to win the trophies. Absolutely, uh, Ross. Internal pressure is the great is a really great point, and I, I I think that the internal pressure is bigger than anything. But what we the difference between this and every Liverpool side that we've had in the Premier League era is that we've is the the squad that has been assembled have the right mentality to deal with that. They cr they're creating the pressure on themselves, but they're all capable of rising to the challenge, both mentally and physically, and that's been been one or the other down the years we've had players with elite mentalities but like you know you know Sunday league level bodies at times you know and or we've had supreme athletes who are just mentally fragile we've got a bunch of guys who it was interesting to listen to the Carragher Owen podcast and they talk about this about like what Man, I was saying what one Manchester United was like and you've got a bunch of winners there who were just driving just on the killing each other in training and getting up and laughing about it that's what we've that's what we've got right now so it shouldn't be a surprise that the pressure isn't. We're not seeing a crumbling pressure. We're seeing a positive pressure. Yeah, and the players that I said before went away on a break and then just trained for the whole time. That, that's not a surprise at this point either. Chris said, you know, the mentality of going, well, I'm going to let myself drop because I know in two weeks' time I've got to play Norwich and I've got to be fit for it, yeah. as well as all the people coming back. I well, think not even I, like I want, like I want to be fit for it. I need to be yeah, fit yeah. for it because there's other people coming back well, yeah, into it. Because Naby Keita's there and and all our midfielders will know. And, Klopp will, Klopp will be desperate to put Naby Keita in that midfield. So Genie Wijnaldum, there's no, well, I'm just going to go and eat a bunch of Mars bars or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, Robertson's got no backup, so he's sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just, he just texts LaRucci, how you doing, lad? I'm still injured. Oh, well, never mind. What more glass of Mars bar over here, squire? <laughs> yeah. But I reckon the fact that they've had a choice this time, because, you know, we talk about being in a group of players together and, you know, being together week in, week out. Every time we've done it before, we've been on a warm weather training camp together. Mm -hmm. So it, just to have the choice of going, what do you want to go and do for a week and a half or two yeah. weeks? Is quite, that's Mentally, that's so much better for the players. Going, well, actually, I'll take a week there, I'll go away but and do this. But it's trust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, given, he's given trust. Because he mentioned it before on Klopp, didn't he? And, and, and how they've all got their own tailored routine. So they're all being getting checked. But if they wanted to be arseholes about it, they could be arseholes about it again. I remember that old, there's a Neil Ruddock story about, in fact, it might even be a, a, was even a Collymore story about Neil Ruddock, whatever, is that he was meant to be on the treadmill rehabilitating and Collymore's there with him. Basically, he says to Collymore, go and keep watch on the door for him. He gets off the treadmill, starts eating a package butty and having a fucking can of coke or whatever. And when he hears the trainers are coming back in, he gets, gets a bottle of water, chucks it over his face and gets back on the treadmill to make himself look like that. Look fat. <laughs> yeah, 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 go for the wet t-shirt look. But that's the difference. Yeah, I reckon Bobby and Fabinho went away together, but they took their girls and whatever they're called, their wags. And I reckon they t did it so they could play two aside while they were away. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> you can't, yeah, see you kicking them out against the wall. The other thing is as well, when, you, when you're talking about the pressure and stuff like that, they're standing on, on the edge of making something historic here, aren't they? So in what world do you think to yourself, oh, I'll just slack off for a week because... You know, I think we're going to wrap up the your, you know, the Prem, but they've got the Champions League as well. They're still in the FA Cup. They'll know that. So they'll be like, yeah, we want to win it all, and we yeah. want to create something. We want to be talked about as the best Premier League side ever. You might, it's might, it's hard enough getting a Premier League title, but going down as the greatest Premier League side ever 
surely that's even harder. I think it's hard for all of us to put ourselves in that mindset, isn't it? Because it, you know, it's, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, take a break. But it's very difficult. It it's a very, very difficult thing when you run yourself into the ground to then uh, you have a break. Your body's natural inclination is just to go, you know what I mean, and slump into a, it, slump it, into it, a it, pit. It's our bodies natural well, exactly you know, but exactly but that's that. that but that's psychological and physiologically your average person is exactly like that but again it's we, we, we i think all of our fears and issues around liverpool whatever few remain at this point are born out of a combination of us putting ourselves into that into an absence of information but also us comparing presuming this liverpool side is the same as any other liverpool side that's gone before and particularly for people of our age and younger we've just seen a bunch of Lots and lots of very bang average footballers with some sprinklings of, of, of magic in, in, in there, and this side is, is something else. And I mean, this Norwich game that is a completely different test, you know. And in, in some ways, it's a very, in case I alluded to, it, it's a fascinating test because you know it's the best team in the country going up against the worst team in the in, in, well, in, in the Premier League. And I was going to say that might have been a bit harsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful. Um, it's always the banana skin, isn't it? When everyone says, look at the disparity there, there can't possibly be any other result than, mm-hmm. you know. But the thing about this team of ours is, I think, first and foremost, they just don't want to lose. Yeah. They go into every game with that as their aim. We're not going to lose. Not, yeah. not we're going to win 5 0 or we're going to swagger around the pitch. We're just not going to lose. And that, 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 Gives me heart for for every game, really. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean Norwich is always a tricky little game because yeah. they've got a you know a, a little ground which is always vibrant and you know they build up a good atmosphere. And we don't own Luis Suarez anymore. Well, you know the ghost of Luis Suarez might be the what kills them in the end. It's <laughs> <laughs> all the banner up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think this is this this game because I'm struggling with it the whole. Thing, Ross, of how how we how you do these shows? How are we meant to do? How are you meant to conduct yourself when we talk about these things? Because there should be no conversation. But the the, the only thing I can find that thread that I can find is you know, you, you mentioned the the warm weather training thing before. The the times this Liverpool side that is at its weakest is actually when it's not in the in the mix, when it's not in the thick of the fixtures. When and Klopp always talks about rhythm. When we've lost rhythm a touch, when, how to, we we it does take us a little while to get back up to speed. Now that little while gets shorter and shorter the better this team gets but that's the thing it's a game away from home you've got the vibrant away ground you've got a Norwich team fighting for their lives we probably see this as a bit of a free hit maybe a great window you know if you score a boss goal against Liverpool you know they might be looking at it like Jeannie Van Alden and, and, and Andy Robertson as potential transfer moves but also shop window situation and Liverpool being out of, these are the small threads that could add up, add up to it being more of a problem for the Reds yeah, but the problem the other problem isn't and saying yes, this Liverpool but, boss. But, but, they, but they are, and you say a free hit for Norwich, but I read out the fixtures that they got before. They need to get points quickly on the board. Yeah. So how do they play it? But then the counter argument for that is Yeah, but, but they it, don't they don't they, they, their management team is not going into this run of fixtures going Liverpool three points is my point on that. It's a free hit but, but because he, but, but he, there's no expectation exactly, on them to win this game. If they play for a point, well they can't do that against Liverpool anymore because yeah. they just play around and tie out until you physically mentally knack and we'll go and score a goal anyway. Yeah. Norwich are, are desperate for points, they're already seven points behind you know 19th place they need points on the ball but <laughs> if they go gun count and go for a win they're just going to get slaughtered I, as well I think they will go for a win I think they will 
you know, go out. Well, look attack. what they did to Man City. Look what they did to us first game of the season. They went out yeah, to they win. Played. They, they played went football. out to win, and look, they got battered, and that can happen. And we've seen sides come up against us who've gone for a win and got battered. We've seen sides come up against us who've tried to play for a nil-nil draw, got battered or got beat. And there's no right way to play this Liverpool side. That's what makes it so good, isn't it? And when you're looking at like what are the potential pitfalls, and I, I find it really interesting. You were talking about that 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 rhythm thing, and you know. Five games into an eight-game stretch, Liverpool are at the absolute peak and almost feel unbeatable because we don't have that like 13-14 side that's reliant on a Luis Suarez magical moment. The system is what makes Liverpool great. The bond between each and every player is what makes Liverpool great, which is why we're a little bit slower to start almost because... Because it's the system, everyone's just remembering it almost. And you know, you've got those players, you can do that. It's the end of the machine, aren't you? Like you exactly. mean, all the cogs have got to move. At the, you know, they're all connected, which means they've all got to get moving. And maybe you know, we saw it with Fabinho coming back from injury. Maybe a slightly bigger cog. Maybe it takes a bit more force to get him to get him round and get him up, get him up to speed. And that's 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 the only thing. We, it's easy to say this now. That's the one thing, isn't it? How quickly this side is able to get back up to speed once they get onto the pitch because it's great to see, it is great seeing all those videos seeing the social media clips or the Instagram videos and hearing all the positive stories and seeing all the great laughs and all that kind of thing and we're talking about the elite mentality but it's now on them to go out there and get back out on the pitch and continue to and do also it. the fact that we do have the players that can go and score a goal out and nothing yeah. still you've got your Salas you've got your Mane if he's going to start but the other thing about the, about this Liverpool side is why it hasn't been an issue for us this season because we're going to outwork here as well yeah. and that's not going to matter whether it's the first game of a five game run or the fifth game you know we'll go out there we'll outwork you and as Ross said you'll, we'll tire you out and we're going to score at some point uh, and we're going to win this game yeah if, I mean and the good thing is that in that regard that is we've what we've what we've banked so far this season, not just the points we've accrued along the way, but it's the way in which we've gone about those points. It's every type of win we've done. Every type of you know, late late wins, you know, hammering teams, grinding one nilers, you know. But this is the thing. If we have to go to the ninety fifth minute to to get a late winner in this game, the muscle memory will but still that, be there. That's, that's that's the beauty of this team, isn't it? They just don't know they're beaten, that they won't give it up. Um, so you've got to play 95 minutes against us or you know, you're in trouble. Would you have one eye on Atletico in this game, though? Not really, no. I think now, you know, we're, you're talking like maybe five games to win the Premiership. So, you know, they've just had a break. Why, why worry about them playing two games in five days or yeah. four days? I suppose most of this is going to be determined about... By just what what Klopp's seen in training, really, isn't it? Like you know, Mane, the lads who come back. Well, it's because Mane's a weird one because he's missed a couple of games, so he'll need to play footy. I wouldn't want to drop him cold into Atletico, but I also yeah, you, you you don't want to do anything that might jeopardise him being at the peak of his powers. Exactly. Play the kids. What the fuck? I'd play Mane myself, and I know what you're saying, but I think this is a. And in-game management, I think he need, you're right, he needs minutes under his belt before the next one of games. I think he definitely plays on Tuesday. But we've, like Chris has already mentioned, the, the bench that he picked for the starting level prediction show, we have the players capable of just coming in and replacing him. And it's funny you were saying about Robertson before, I think his levels might have also dropped because he had Chamberlain and Origi in front of him. And that's not a criticism of either of those, but you know, the knowledge versus on the signing thing we've been talking about, he has such a good rapport with Sadio Mane. I think that's held him, held him back a little bit. I think he played both of them. And Manny's going to want to score as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's missed a game and Salah's been scoring goals. He's going to get his, his name back in there, isn't he? Yeah, Manny, 
I, I, you know, we were talking before starting eleven, and, and I went for Chamberlain largely because you said like, oh, maybe keep him for Atletico, and I was like, yeah, that's good. That, but then you want minutes under his belt, so I'm just going to give Mane twenty at the end, okay. and that's that 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 suffices. I, I mean, me. I think it just depends on is it how fit is he, mm-hmm. and he's he's a very strange guy because he seems to be always fit. Yeah. It's very unusual for him to miss games. Yeah. So I don't know whether Klopp will just think, oh yeah, he's back to his best and he goes in, or he thinks, let's ease him in a little bit before Atletico. And he's got a squad there, so he could play Oxlade-Chamberlain on the left instead of Mane yeah. for a while, you know, because why not? The one know? thing, sorry Paul, yeah, the one gosh. thing is, he tends to play the front three if they're fit. Yeah. So it really wouldn't surprise me if he just played all three of them. And that, that's my, my, my thing, and the more, the more I've thought about it is, because we've not, it's, it's midfield options that allows us to do this. You play the front three for me, and then you stagger your substitutions from sixty minutes on, depending on how the game goes, of course. Because you can play if you want to freshen things up for Atletico, you can make two changes to your midfield mm. and not have a not have a drop off. Whereas you can't, you know, you want to get back up and running the Premier League. You want, to, and again, you need you need the rhythm. So it's probably for me, it's probably sixty minutes for Mane. And then maybe one of the first. Is, is there an the argument game. the case has not played much football, and he needs games. Yeah, he absolutely. needs minutes on 100%. the pitch. So yeah. why not play him? And in fact, it's Norwich. So why not play him and, and Ox bear together in, mind, in midfield? Bear in mind the case is you know it gets forgotten, but he started in the new camp. You know he wanted him in that team, and we, okay, we started one album centre forward in that game. You know, but it was what it was. I, I wonder whether if. Cater was 100% fit if we got a bit, a few more minutes for him before the break, whether he'd have been nailed on for this. But you might, we might have to find that he actually, he probably does, might actually just start the Norwich game with an eye to you need to get him up and running by the time you play Atletico at Anfield. Or something Do you know, like, you know, like we've said this consistently on these shows for, for a couple of years now, is that he needs minutes. Jürgen Klopp has kind of proven that no one needs fucking minutes in yeah. the squad because he'll just play his favourite team every yeah. single week if he can. Yeah. And so I think that might be a mindset thing for but us. But Cater confuses it because no, it's hard to tell whether Cater is truly in his favourite eleven or not. I think he is, but who isn't? Who isn't if Cater is? I think he might have been in his favourite eleven at one point, and I think it's Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum now. And that, that I'd be really shocked actually if he didn't play those three against Atletico because. They're just such a physical Yeah, side. I mean, I, I agree, but at the same time, that makes me wonder, will he play them against Norwich, or will Ox or Cater get a slot yeah. instead of Wijnaldum, say? I don't know. I mean, that's a lovely, lovely problem to have. And is the, is the flip of that, Ross, you, you go out there with this Norwich game, and you, you, maybe it is a Cater and Ox situation because you just want to go out and... But then it's like three them. weeks nearly since Anderson and Wijnaldum played. Yeah. There's arguments for everyone, isn't there? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Ox would be pretty annoyed if he wasn't playing because you know his form before the, the break was you know, it was phenomenal. I think he'd come back from an injury again. Yeah, he scored there. a couple of goals, assists, you know, and he kind of showed. <coughs> he even played out left yeah. against Southampton. I, I was quite surprised that he actually played pretty well. I think he cut inside quite a lot in the first half, but I was always at the mindset out left. He just doesn't work, and I think he's starting to prove that he can. So I, I just think it's that it's that thing of I think Atletico doesn't absolutely inform this. It's the biggest it's the biggest game left. You know, pretty much if the, until we play Man City, which might actually be a game of zero import by that by that point. You've got to make it for me. It's like Fabinho is a great example of this. He still doesn't look didn't didn't look up to speed. He was like again slowly starting to get himself back into form. He needs minutes. The Fabinho, if we have to start the Fabinho against Atletico away, that played in the games that he's played since coming back from injury, we might be in a bit of trouble because he's just. 
just half a yard behind the behind his own actual you know the high pace that he'd set for the rest of the season. So I, I, I for me anyway, I'd be I would be working backwards. A, a week in the Maldives would have slowed down his mindset as well. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you know you've got those. Uh, that's that's the big the big question, and that's where we're gonna we're gonna see a test of I guess the the sports science people and the manager as well of who we, who we put out there. But the the best thing is ultimately is that we've got a, a, a ton of options. Go on, I'll ask the question. Midfield, it says we'd all go with the front three given that if we're if they're available, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Chris is pondering. You're gonna go. You're gonna stick with the ox. I I am. Purely because I think he deserves his place in the side. And that's not to say that Manny doesn't deserve to come back into the side. Yeah, yeah but I am going to stick with Ox for this one. Yeah. And then in terms, anyone doing anything wild in the mid, in the midfield for this? Pedro. Pedro Kiribati, <laughs> the right. Yeah. yeah. No, that was someone shouted that on the uh, start eleven. They asked, "Is there any chance Pedro?" And the answer was quite flat. No. Zero. No, there's there's no chance. Like, these this type of game in like again a month and a half's time. You might find, you might well find Pedro Kiribati playing Premier League games if we've got a big Champions League game on the horizon. But yeah, go on, Dad. What what, what would you be doing midfield today? I, my only query is whether he plays Wijnaldum or he plays Ox or Cater. You know. Um, so you think Fabinho Wijnaldum will definitely play in Madrid? So uh, it, given it's Norwich, do we need our strongest midfield or can we play with a bit more fluidity? I, I don't know really. Okay. Don't know which one. I'm going Fabinho Hendo and Cater. I, that's an interesting shout. The only thing about Cater is we we be, he's been using him more on the right hand side of the three in, in in that little spell before Christmas where we were starting to get a tune out of him. I mean, he's not going to move Henderson again, surely, <laughs> surely not. Imagine, um, but yeah, the Cater thing does make perfect sense. And again, working backwards, he w- he will want when Alden de- definitely starts in the one day, and it's whether he's. You know, that I mean that doesn't mean he's not going to play at the weekend because he's genuine out and he plays every minute that he's basically available to play. But no, it's see, there's a, the, the the break is sort of skewed people's thinking, hasn't it? Yeah. Makes you think, oh, well, they're all fit, so you play your best team. But what is the best but team? He, he he may just think, well, actually, it's Norwich, so I should play in a more attacking team. Yeah. You know. Well, that's it. Because again, we can make a point. Fabinho's in our best midfield, but he is is he? No, not not. But you know what I mean. But not in the last, not from the last month. He was injured. But the point is, particularly against teams like this, do we, do you need Fabinho in midfield? Do you, are you better not just have a he's Henderson more than, than a, a DM six? though? Isn't he? He's more than a he DM. He is, but he's not. As, I don't think he's more than a DM in the way that Henderson's more than a DM. I think he, I, I think against. I mean, probably less so against Norwich because I think they're going to come at us. I think we, we saw they play four-two-three-one, don't they? So maybe he needs the defensive mindset there to kind of yeah. You have to two centre backs can handle Pookie. You, you, You'd like to think, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not <laughs> what you just touched there, like, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No, it, it, again, I, I have no strong I, I feelings would, one way or the other on it, but the... I would like to think that, that you know, if, if what I said at the beginning is right about it being the system, then you put the three players in and know the system best. And Wijnaldum and Henderson are two of those players, and I'd say Fabinho is, the, is probably the third. I think Oxen... Uh, Naby Keita just haven't had as many Liverpool games as the others and if you're worried about it and you want to get three points in this game go for it set them up perfectly for Madrid yeah. play the same three you don't have to rest players as John said before for Madrid yeah. rest them in the next game after that yeah and well we've got you know we don't play West Ham until Monday do we afterwards so I, it's one of them if we played last weekend then I think there's a very good chance Cato and Oxley Chamberlain start this game for because Fabinho needs the minutes and Cato and Ox would need the, min- need the minutes as well because so why not but 
Henderson just needs to get up to speed. Wayne Alden needs to get back up to speed. So you're right, it might just be, we might literally start exactly the same 11, two games back-to-back, because... There's a little training game before the, uh, god, the big one. Oh my god, this is all got this is just gonna come back to haunt us <laughs> tremendously, isn't it? When Norwich Norwich absolutely slap us everywhere here. Um what do you think the score is gonna be, Ross? 3 0. Dad. Say five, John. Say five, John. <laughs> uh, I was actually thinking the same five nil with Louis Suarez ghosting around the pitch. But I think three one. Okay. Chris? Two 0 Liverpool. Okay, I'll take a 4 0 then, why not? Um, yes, let us know your preferred 11s in the comments section underneath. Make sure you leave a score prediction as well. And of course, subscribe to the channel if you want to check out the Starting 11 prediction show. You can, Chris, as ever, was effervescent. I've not watched it, I'm just presuming. It was early in the day. If it, I was yeah, okay. I was okay. I was okay. You be the judge. Go over there and leave a comment there on Chris's level of effervescence. Raise that out of 10 in the comments section. Um, Yes, gents, thank you very much. That's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, look forward to seeing you all later on in the week. Thank you very much. Ta-da.